This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. 103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville now presents Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show, Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Now, here's the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. I'm Bryce Kendrick filling in for the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. It was so nice to see Coach Raver and his wife, Sally, last Friday. They swung by the studio and we had a chance to talk for a bit. Coach is in good spirits, but he still has more recovery time in front of him before he he and his wife get back to doing the show, and we do look forward to their return and continue uh, to wish them very, very well. Uh, we'd like to thank a few of our sponsors, of course, Cecil Eisen and his great staff here at Eisen's Family Pizza, along with Gehrings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, and George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment medical equipment excuse me i have four guest segments tonight coming up later i'll be joined by south ripley volleyball coaches lisa gilpin and kyle jolly along with a pair of east central soccer coaches the boys coach bj black and the girls coach bill volker and back with us to open the show unfortunately one final time this season he is batesville football coach evan Alry. good evening coach good evening it's good to have you back and uh i i know that friday was not the upset that you were hoping for but your your bulldogs hung right in with a very good brownstown central team for for much of the ball game yeah, I thought, um, you know, defensively, we definitely played pretty well in the first half. Um, unfortunately, kind of put our defense in a couple um, tough spots and gave uh, Brownstown some short fields, but uh, we were able to fend off uh, a couple of those. Right. Um, but unfortunately, they converted a big fourth down and I think it was like fourth and seven and ended up punching in the next play and uh, to get the lead. And then uh, kind of just was a 7 nothing battle for a while. Then Bryce Spinelli was able to get a big catch right before halftime. And um, we went for two and did not get it. And, and uh, so it was 7 6. And then. Um, but, yeah, I thought our guys uh, fought hard, played hard, uh, definitely in the first half. Uh, I mean, all, throughout the entire game, but the first half, I think, uh, you know, you try to tell tell your guys, hey, you know, we can definitely win this game all week. Right. And then uh, to be able to go in the locker room down only a point uh, against a really good team, um, I think um, definitely um, – Show that they believed in us and that uh, they they had that confidence and just just unfortunately Brownstown made a few more plays than us uh, in the second half and that was the difference. Well, we talked about last week about uh, the Braves being a run dominant offense and they did rush for three twenty on fifty five carries, which I mean that's that's an amazing number for a high school game. Uh, quarterback Carson Darlidge had thirty one of those for two seventeen and and he scored three times and uh, um, he seemed to do from a from a rushing standpoint. Uh, did certainly did the most damage out of the trio that we had talked about the week week before. Yeah, and I think he was probably the toughest matchup for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a big you know big quarterback, and um, we you know I think our biggest concern was going to be probably in the tackles. I mean, mm-hmm. we felt even with the weather. I mean, you know you. I've never seen anything like what we saw Friday, but uh, we felt. Um, that was going to be where we have to play really well. Right. Stout inside the box. I think if they were going to try to run their stuff wide, we felt like that kind of fit right into our strength. And I think for the most part, we did a pretty good job of um, sustaining and, and, and maintaining that. Uh, but, um, you know, we gave up a couple big runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, the dagger, he bust out a 60, 70-yard run. So about a third of what you're talking about came on one big right. run. And um, that was probably the one that just uh, kind of – sent the the uh, the wind out of the sails yeah. and you could kind of just kind of feel everything get deflated at that point but uh yeah they like said um I thought our run defense we gave up a few big runs but for the most part we made them really grind and, and kind of have to uh really sustain and put drives in that was the thing is um 
for the most part. I mean, in the first half, they really weren't able to sustain real long drives. Right. We were, you know, we were able to kind of get them to third and fourth down situations and get off the field uh, outside of the the uh, the one time we mentioned earlier. Yeah, you, you mentioned mentioned the big plays, and we talked last week too about how how infrequent they throw the football, but you have to be ready for it. And I, I see the expression on your face right now. You know what know what I'm what I'm what I'm heading at. Uh, they only throw it twice, but one of them they get you for eighty three yards. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah. We said you know they they're few and far between, but when they do, uh, yeah. they 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 kind of catch you, and they caught us. Um, it, it, to be honest, I mean you know Brady, you know who's our safety. He's in a he's in a tough spot that that single high safety, and um, you know he. He unfortunately falls down, and 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 that kind of compounds the 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 scenario, right. and then all of a sudden there's nobody there, right? right? So, um, I, I'm pretty sure Brady probably doesn't fall down in a normal situation. Just <laughs> he, you know, he got kind of sniped from up top with the mud and and, and all that. So yeah. I think it was just, uh, you know, it was one of those where it was a good call on their their end. Yeah, they kind of caught caught us a little bit, and then you know you compound just a defender falling down. Right. Um, um, with the with the footing, uh, that just uh, didn't make things go very well, and, and, and that was tough because then you go down, you're feeling really good. Braden Foster executes a pretty good kickoff, um, kind of skips that ball down the field and gets it all wet, and, and they kind of fall, you know, bubble it around, and then when right. our special teams gets them down inside the 15, so, or I mean, right around the 15 early, so you're feeling good, right? right? And then boom, yeah, and then that happens. But Travis Lecker orchestrates a pretty good drive coming right back down. Then, unfortunately, um, you know they make a play on a, on a ball in the air, and um, just kind of the 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 that was kind of it right there as yeah. the guy as the game kind of went. You had mentioned uh, Travis, and you talked about uh, the the one big play from the first half. Uh, he ended up throwing two touchdown passes in the game. His second one coming in the fourth quarter, his seventeenth of of the season, fifteen uh, yarder to Luke Wilson, and. Uh, you know, it, it it didn't it obviously didn't play in a factor in the in the one loss, but uh, for for Lecker's had uh, just a, a great career for you guys. That that was a nice way to end for him. It was, and I, I mean, um, it was good to see. You know, Travis really, yeah, his last drive really as a, you know, I don't really count the last few plays when we got the ball with like a minute to go, right. but, uh, or whatever it was, but. Yeah, that's what Travis did, you know, and and he um, had a little bit of, you know, he he put together his typical right before halftime drive, you know, and, and connected with Bryson Benelli, and then he did the one, and then for him and Luke, um, both seniors right. to kind of go out that way um, was good, um, you know, and and it was a little razzle dazzle, and and it, you know. Go, go figure, right? right? I mean, if anyone's been watching four play for the last few years, they know um, that's kind of just what he does. He's not the biggest guy on the field, but uh, he's uh, and, and, and not the fastest or anything like that, but he's usually one of the most athletic in the way he moves in the pocket and uh, and his his arm for his size. I, mean, I don't know if I've seen a guy that small that can chuck it about 60 <laughs> yards in the air. Um, it's quite impressive, but um, he's, he's definitely, um, I think he left an imprint, you know, and uh, it was a fun ride as we kind of said on friday it was a fun ride for three years and uh you know i'll always remember just the grittiness and toughness of travis lecker well um team ends up at six and five you're going to graduate 13 seniors collectively out of this group what are you going to remember most about them um they they've got quite the sense of humor um they (laughs) they're a fun fun group to just kind of hang with right and um they they're just they're quirky 
uh, quirky group uh, in, in a fun way. They just they you know, they they're tight knit. Um, they like I said on Friday. They they it's an interest. They they stuck together, Bryce. It's a group that um, you know when you go through the youth, uh, they had a lot of kids that just played and just love playing football and love hanging out. They didn't win a lot, you know. And, right. and, and usually in youth, it's like you you start to see. Well, they're not really winning, and all of a sudden, those are the classes that have a few kids, right? right. Um, with this group, you know, just for whatever the reason, I can't tell you because I wasn't here, but, you know, you hear it's like, usually it's like, they only won, you know, this or that, or they barely scored any points, you know, right. at this point. And, but then you start to see them just kind of grow and, as young men and, and work really, really hard, and they stuck together, and they just wanted to play football, and, and just that resiliency, and then to be able, you know, to have, um, you know, a season like this year where they well, they won, you know, six games and was very competitive in right. every game they were in, and um, and to, you know, and for it to be even the way they went out, you know, is to, you know, unfortunately lose in a game against a really good team, but they, they fought really hard and, and, and never stopped believing we talked about last week too about um, you know I, I could hear the excitement in your voice with with some of the younger talent that you have coming up and some of those younger kids got to see maybe more playing time than than you thought they would based because of, of injury or whatnot but you combine that with the fact that you're basically going to be looking at a brand new facility when you step out there uh, next uh, you know for spring practice and whatnot uh, that I mean you must it must feel like a kid at Christmas right now for you yeah, I think it's great for the kids. I think uh, Mr. Ketch and the school board, um, all the administration. Um, it's a long. I mean, I haven't. I'm not. Didn't. Wasn't born and raised in Green. Uh, the the Greensburg Batesville area. When I've been down this, you know, this right. whole area, right. Um, so I don't really know what it's always been. But you know, when you hear people. Um, say boy it's been a long time since you know Batesville's done something and um you know with the with the sports so sure. um you know you're like okay yeah i guess this is really all i've really ever thought because i've only been in this area for you know like i said going back from the greensburg Batesville, i've only been down here for a little over a decade and um it is a long time coming i guess right. is what i would say you know and that's why i keep hearing and um but i'm just very grateful and appreciative of you know everyone's and their efforts and uh it definitely there's definitely some excitement i think uh with our players yeah um hopefully within our community and our school and um you know yeah and i think we've got a, a good a good core of guys coming back um that kind of kind of help build off of what the seniors left this year in our team and i think uh the future is definitely bright um, and hopefully, it's kind of this perfect storm, right? Yeah. You can you definitely see it, you know, in a lot of a lot of areas across the state. Sometimes uh, things just kind of happen, and you know, it's now my job and some others to uh, to um, you know take advantage of that and build off of it. And you know, great, you know, this uh, this great program, you know, at Coach Epner and all those in the past. Um, so we really want to get it to to that point and, and, and raise it to a to a level and, and continue to raise the bar. So, um, you know, yeah, we'll get back to work here real soon, as you know. Uh, <laughs> it, it it doesn't stop, but we'll yeah. get back to you know work real soon. And before you know it, we'll be talking talking football again in the fall and uh, be able to host a 
uh, you know, a really nice complex. Well, Coach, uh, it, it has been a pleasure talking to you all fall season, and uh, thanks for, so much for your time. It, it's uh, truly been a pleasure, and we wish you all the best and look forward to doing it again next year. All right, thanks, Bryce. Thank you. That is uh, Evan Ulry, head coach of the Batesville Bulldogs, and we will be back to speak with South Ripley Volleyball coaches Lisa Gilpin and Kyle Jolly. They are next when the Coach's Corner Show continues on Country 103.9 WRBI. It's Oktoberfest at Ison's Family Pizza. Online, on the phone, or in person downtown, you've got to join us for Oktoberfest. We have pizza toppings that can add that German flavor you're craving, like new limited-time sliced sausage, red onions, and sauerkraut. Yes, sauerkraut. We have a new amazingly huge medium pizza-sized aptly named That's a Big Pretzel for $9.99. And why not add a chocolate caramel lava bundt cake? Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333 on the phone, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, or on George Street, downtown Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. You are tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI. And we're back here at Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville for Coach's Corner, brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutsweiler. I'm Bryce Kendrick. Thanks to Batesville football coach Evan Ulrey for being with us in our opening segment. Time now to welcome in a couple of happy South Ripley volleyball coaches. Not because they are spending time with me, it's because they had a pretty doggone good season. We'd like to welcome Lisa Gilpin and Kyle Jolly. Coaches, how are we doing? Doing good. Thanks, Doing, Bryce. Doing it, well. It is so good to have you guys. The Raiders, great season, finishing 22-11. and 11. Uh, South Ripley won its first ORBC title since 2015. And, and Lisa, that came down to the, the last conference match of the season against a very improved Shaw Memorial Hilltopper team. That was quite a, quite a, quite a conference game to, to end the season with. Yes, it was. Um, we had some great things happening that day. We started off real strong and... Um, then had a little bit of an injury with Lydia Cornett, our libero, mm-hmm. and hurt her thumb. Had to throw somebody in there. That game went to 28-30, to 30, that first set, and um, figured out her thumb, got it taped up. She came back in, played well. We won the next three. That was also a good monumental moment for Brianna Linkle. Mm-hmm. She had her um, 1,500 set that that game and we got to congratulate her shake her hand and give her the game ball well you'll be happy to have her back next year she's only a junior we're going to talk about your seniors a little bit later on but as we advance now from uh from talking about the conference uh kyle let's talk a little bit about the sectional uh the raiders end up sweeping all three matches uh you you held held the event uh, in versailles which was always nice and i don't think maybe the austin match was so much of, of a surprise but the the semifinal contest against southwestern a good rebel team you take them in three that had to feel pretty good yeah that that one uh probably was a little bit surprising i mean we thought uh, we had a pretty good game plan um you know 
together, and the, and the girls had really uh, practiced hard for that. And um, you know, we came out, executed things, and and things went even better than what we had thought. And uh, you know, we had just played them a couple weeks prior, and went to a five-set match down at uh, Southwestern right. Hanover, and. Uh, you know, we knew what they were capable of, but uh, uh, we thought some things that we had changed uh, defensively um, and and a couple things offensively um, that that we wanted to to do a little better job of uh, made a huge difference for us and and uh, um, ended up winning it in three. Yeah, that was very good. And and uh, Coach Gilpin, uh, you you follow that up. You, you, the sectional was going through North Decatur. They had won the four previous titles, and you end up knocking off the Chargers in three games, three competitive sets though. Yes, it was, and that was um, a very big surprise, too, because we, we expected to win. I mean, we wanted to win, and we felt like we had a good chance at it. We moved our block out to try to block the line a little bit more. We tried to adjust on our defense, mm-hmm. did a lot of things to try to adjust for them as well, and uh, surprisingly enough, we won in three. Well, for both of you and for your players as volleyball coaches, not necessarily as former athletes or or coaches in other sports, this was the first opportunity that South Ripley Volleyball, for any of the current group, had had the opportunity to experience a regional. So I'd like to hear from both of you. What was it like leading up going before you actually headed to Mitchell? What was that? What was that week like? Well, we started off with um, mainly just focusing on practices and we we that night after we won sectional we both got right on um huddle and started contacting other coaches that had played linton stockton right so we got their game tape in sunday my day was three hours of watching what are we going to do against these guys um then the week we just really focused on getting a good block against their number three that was going to ohio state um miami of ohio miami of ohio um, D1, and we just wanted to see what, how could our girls measure up against her. So we moved a block. We had Kyle hitting against him. We had um, Lindsey Meyer hitting against him. Brought in some, you know, powerful hitters and put the block up. And I feel like that whole week was just focusing on making sure our block was set. Kyle, do you, do you still have any hops? Uh, a little bit, <laughs> just, just enough to get it over the net. Um, but no, I, you know. I, for me, it was it was just all about keeping the girls, you know, positive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we knew how good Linton Stockton was going to be. Um, we knew what kind of record they had, and so did the girls. It wasn't like we were going to hide that. Right. Um, but trying to let them understand that, uh, you know, we had every every chance and and every right of being there, and and that uh, we we had the game plan that we thought could uh, get the job done, and they just needed to execute everything and and uh, let the chips fall where they where they will. Well, you mentioned execution, and I know the first set against Linton Stockton was was not an example of the execution that you were hoping for. We had you down unofficially for 14 errors, and and as you know, you just can't give away 14 points and expect to win a set. That's right, and we had yeah, we had that same thing. And our um, after that first set, we said you guys had 14 errors. You're not going to beat these guys with 14 errors, and eight of them were hitting errors, if I'm right. um, correct there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, had to get the jitters. The jitters had to, once we shook those off, it felt like we, we came back at them. And then in the second set, Kyle, uh, a great battle. Uh, nine ties, five lead changes. Uh, Linton ends up making a run there, probably two thirds away through where they get seven straight points and they end up holding you off at, at 25 22. So you're, you're, you're at the end of that set. And, you know, anytime in a regular season match and you're down 2 0 and you're playing a best of five, that's a tough spot to be in. What did you guys talk? What did you guys say to your girls being down 0 2 in a regional semifinal where if you don't win, that's it? Well, some of it was just exactly that. I, I, I went into the huddle and told them, you know, girls, 
we came here, we've worked this hard all year. Um, we're not going to go out like this. I, and I know they didn't want to go out like that. And and so we just challenged them, said, you know, whatever you've got left in the tank right now, you've got to you've got to show it, um, and and you've got to put together, you know, the the things that we've been telling you, you know, to do, and that we know that you're capable of doing. And uh, you know, they responded well and and was able to turn around that third set and and win a, a really good contested third set that. Uh, um, you know, we felt like, you know, maybe, hey, here we go. We, right. We've got something going now. And, uh, Coach Gilpin, uh, uh, your team rallied early from a six-point deficit, then came back, you tied the match at 16, and then closed on a beautiful 9-1 run uh, to win that one 25-17. And, and that just had to be a huge confidence booster for your team. It was. And to add to that, I don't think Linton had lost maybe a set or two since August. Wow. That would have been their first set they'd lost since August. So or or third, I think. Third set they So it was a, it was great and it was a good confidence boost and um to add to that as well, um once we got through that third set, I think Rachel was probably at 10, 11 kills there. Um and she ended up breaking the school record that day. So that was pretty cool. She ended up with 384 kills wow. this season. Who who was the former record holder? Do we know? Um, Can we remember offhand? I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Holly Weir. Holly Weir. Oh, 2001. Yeah. yeah, she she was okay. Yeah. Yes, she yeah. was okay. Jesus. <laughs> We're talking with Lisa Gilpin and Kyle Jolly, the uh, coaches of uh, South Ripley volleyball, and and uh, uh, you know we talked about the fourth set afterwards, and and you know it's just one of those things that unfortunately happens in the world of sports. Uh, you, you had that seven point lead, and you thought, okay, we're going to push this thing to a fifth, and uh, you know let's let's serve it up and see what happens. But boy, Linton had other ideas, and they just they just finished really really strong. They did finish strong, and. Um, yeah, we were up, I think, 16-10 at one point, and, or 17-10 at mm-hmm. one point, and then um, a couple more points scored, and I thought, well, it's getting close. I was like, should I call the last time out, and called it, I think, when they had 21, and right. tried to slow down the momentum, and I think Sarah might have tied her shoe or something <laughs> in the mix of that, but yeah, they just, they, momentum took control of, Linton took control with the momentum. If, if I have my notes right, you guys are graduating five seniors, is that yes, correct? correct? You guys want to spend just a, a little bit of time on, on each one of them? Give me a little nugget or two about each each one of your seniors? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, Coach Gilpin talked a little bit about uh, Rachel Meyer, uh, Rachel and then uh, Sarah Meyer, uh, two twins. Uh, they were our, our middle hitters and blockers all year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we were extremely fortunate to have two girls um, that could just dominate a game on any given night. Um, you know, we we even told them, you know, to take nothing away from the girl from uh, Linton Stockton. Um, I think she ended up with over 400 kills on the on the year. But we told them, you know, we've got two girls that's got over 350 um, right. on the same team. Right. And so, um, you know, any given night, those two girls, you know, you didn't know which one maybe was going to have the the bigger night, and then some nights it was a challenge. They were on each other. You know, I you know how many did you get? I got this many. You know, which is I, I love you know the competitor and me loves seeing that. Uh, right. You know, from sisters a little bit too. So, uh, but you know, always uh, uh, gave us a big performance uh, each and every night, and so that they will be uh, missed big time out of the middle. And then um, Gracie Gunner, mm-hmm. I I kind of think of her as the. The kid that just 
maybe goes unnoticed a little bit right. because she's not the top hitter. She's sure. not the, you know, she's not number one in digs, but she was number one in receptions. But she's the one that is the communicator out on the court. Mm-hmm. Whenever um, they're going up for a hit, she's the one telling them hit line, hit angle. You got two blocks. There's a hole in the block, tip right. So you may not notice that in the crowd, but we definitely know it on the court and the girls know that. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that I don't think people understand about this game a lot is that there is a lot, there should be a lot of communication that's going out on the court. Right, absolutely. And she was the one that was even teaching our younger ones, Lydia Cornette. She's like, okay, you're right behind them. You've got to talk to them. Right. So she she was a great leader on the team. And then Cassie Franklin, she was one that I could count on to go in that game and serve. Mm-hmm. She does have our... Um, highest serving percentage for her whole entire team and um she's quiet but um, when she gets out on the court she she gets out there with the game face on and she means business so that's cassie franklin and then our our fifth uh, senior is alexa height right and alexa was uh, um our, kind of our defensive specialist she would come in and play a lot of back row stuff um always playing with energy and intensity she'd be on the floor um uh, you know she may be only out there for a couple of rotations but you knew she was going to give everything she had to those rotations um came in and had to serve for us a couple games here and there and did a nice job of it uh, even though she'll tell you that that's not maybe her strong suit um, but was always willing to just uh, help whatever it took the team to to be able to uh to get the win that each and given night uh, that's what she was capable of doing so we mentioned uh, brianna and uh, lincoln and her uh, 1500 assists that the mark that she reached this year and she gets another year to add on to that which i know you guys are, are thrilled to death about but i think one thing that that you both have to be excited about is the success that you've had below the varsity level and first let's go straight to the jv 21 wins the most ever by a jv program in raider history that's correct um you know i'm really proud of the the way that the younger group uh you know the season that they had and in the challenges that they uh you know were able to to get through as well um you know i challenged them early in the year you know obviously we wanted to uh win the rvc uh tournament early in the season we were able to to complete that um i told them you know we want to be the rvc champs um and that was back-to-back years for the jv team at south ripley to do that and and they were able to finish that off against shaw as well a very good uh, team uh, that came in five and zero with us right. on that last night, um, so they were able to get that done. And then, you know, I, I didn't really even pay attention much to it until the fact uh, about halfway through the season. You know, we started looking through things and saying, you know, well, we got a shot at twenty wins, and that's never been done at a JV level here. So um, they they took it and ran with it, and it was actually uh, so much fun to watch as a coach. Is this, you know, this group of girls. You know, each given night, coach, that's 18. We only need two more. Coach, that's 19. We need one more. I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, you know, and then the night that they got the job done, you know, just seeing their excitement that, you know, hey, we did something yeah. that's never been done. Um, you know, and as a coach, that's that's all you can ask for from your team to be, yeah. you know, that competitive nature that they want to do that. So, And that's huge. And Lisa, I know you kept close tabs on what was happening at the junior high because there's somebody down there at that lower level that, that, you, that you know pretty well. Yes, my daughter, she's on the eighth grade team. Yeah. there so yes they um i got to watch them a lot this season and i'm looking forward i've got um eight girls in total from um eighth grade up to juniors that are going to play club volleyball this year 
Um, seven of them are coming over here to Batesville, the SEIVB, and then I've got one that's in the mix of trying to decide where she's going to go, and that's Brianna Linkle. But so, yeah, four of those eighth graders are going to play clubs, so I'm looking forward to um, growing this program. That's fantastic. Well, I had a blast following you guys at the regional, and uh, I had the chance to, to see you guys uh, uh, a little bit earlier this season, too. But uh, congratulations on an outstanding year, um, and uh, I, I, I only you. wish you uh greater success in the years well, I want to also thank you for coming all the way to regional and covering us I know um, there are so many families that reached out and really appreciated yes. that yeah. so yep. thank you very much well you're appreciate quite it. welcome it's our pleasure and we hope to get to do it again next year all right, all right. Thank, thank you, you. Great. Lisa Gilpin and Kyle Jolly the coaches of Bates or excuse me of South Ripley volleyball and we are going to uh, take a short break when we come back we will get into some East Central soccer you're listening to the coaches corner show on country 103.9 WRBI it's Oktoberfest at Ison's Family Pizza. Online, on the phone, or in person downtown, you've got to join us for Oktoberfest. We have pizza toppings that can add that German flavor you're craving, like new limited-time sliced sausage, red onions, and sauerkraut. Yes, sauerkraut. We have a new amazingly huge medium pizza-sized aptly named That's a Big Pretzel for $9.99. And why not add a chocolate caramel lava bunt cake? Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333. On the phone, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, or on George Street, downtown. We are here for you. George's has a full line of medical equipment. We provide state-of-the-art equipment that can help you to rehabilitate from an injury, move more freely to do the things you enjoy, or rest comfortably in your own home. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff prides itself on helping you with any challenges that you or a loved one is facing. We are here for you. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. And thanks again for joining us uh, for Coach's Corner on WRBI. We'd like to thank our hosts at Ison's Family Pizza, along with Gehrings, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment equipment plus Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick who helped sponsor the show. I'm Bryce Kendrick filling in for the Hall of Famer Ron Raver. We thank Lisa Gilpin and Kyle Jolly of South Ripley Volleyball who were with us uh, just a few moments ago. And now it's time to move from the hardwood to the pitch and talk a little East Central Boys Soccer with head coach BJ Black. Coach, good evening. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well. It's great great to have you on the show. Uh, according to the notes I have in front of me, and feel free to correct me if I don't have this exactly right, but uh, the max prep record had you at 15-5. and five. Yes. Okay. And another undefeated uh, EIAC championship. And, and just briefly on the EI, EIAC, your two toughest tests this year, uh, really no surprise it was Lawrenceburg and Batesville. You had them both at home, and uh, you get a 3-0 and 3-1 victory over them, respectively. Sure. Yeah, they're always uh, good competitive games. They uh, always play up to uh, you know to their potential against us, and we luckily uh, were able to, to come out of those games unscathed. Well, uh, with the with the uh, victories in the conference, uh, you had a lot of good opponents in your non conference schedule. What were some of the what were the, some of the more memorable matches that you had on the non conference side of things? Um, you know, to start the to start the year off, we really didn't know where we were going to be this season after losing you know a lot of seniors last yes. year. We didn't know where we were going to be. Um, so the first weekend, we played a uh, a, a very good Franklin Central team um, who was our semi uh, regional opponent last year regional right. finals opponent um and we beat them in uh overtime scored three goals in the overtime it was uh really pretty impressive um kids came through that and then we played against a good Floyd central team from mm-hmm. down near uh new albany um 
And yeah. th- those two were that was a tournament, was it? Was it? It was, yeah. So both of them, we went to overtime. Um, the last one we went in penalty kicks. It was just a lot of fun seeing the kids. I felt like that was a really big growing moment for those guys mm-hmm. um, coming together as a team and and really seeing what they can do uh, mentally and physically because we had, we had lost our first game of the season in a game that um, we really should not have lost. Um, looking back on it, was that the Seymour match? Um, it was. Yeah. yeah, and you know that's a it's a they're they're a good program, they're a good team. Um, but we really did not play to, to our potential. Um, so to bounce back the following weekend against two really quality opponents was was nice to see. And, uh, really saw, saw kids starting to lead um, by example on the field, and it was it was a lot of fun. Do you think that maybe though? I mean, with the Seymour match and being out of the gate and and maybe not playing the as well as you had hoped that they would play, that maybe that was just sometimes sometimes kids need a little kick in the hind end to get them going in the right direction. And you, know, you, you as coaches can do the coach speak thing all you want, but sometimes it, it it happens to be comes down to performance on the field that gets their attention the most. Sure, and I always tell the guys, I, I'm I'm not worried about losing. A good loss is not a is not a bad. Uh, a bad thing, so right. and, and timely loss. Um, you know, to learn something from it, mm-hmm. you learn more from a one zero loss than a a nine zero win any sure. day. Um, when you got sixteen games to get yourself ready um, for the tournament, and that's in the end, that's what it's all about. How about some of your other? You, you talked about some of your early non conference matches. I know you had some other big games during the middle part of the season too. We did. We uh, we played a good Avon team yes. out of Indianapolis. They're they're huge, big kids, big school. Um, you know, going up there, playing against them, that was a lot of fun. The kids battled um, against some some of the better better kids in the state and mm-hmm. came away. We won that one, one to nothing. Um, that was a good one. Um, gosh, the, the Ryle game, the last game of the season, that team was incredible. Um, and to, to lose to them one to nothing was, was a win in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing that we were right there, we almost scored – um, right at the end of the game, and just just to be there was was a good one. And you know, Columbus North always one of our toughest, mm-hmm. uh, some of the toughest competition we've got. Um, and we we handled them uh, three to one. Um, they scored first. We came back, scored three more, um, unanswered on them, which is obviously another huge, huge. Uh, moment for us coming from behind right so you, you we talked about the the early losses uh, or the early the two early matches in the tournament with uh uh and then also uh, the row match and you get to sectional and you had those types of games in your first two matches i mean the uh, i mean the first two i mean you, you beat new pal 2-1 in overtime and then uh you have uh, greenfield central you go uh you go into overtime ends up going penalty kicks so you have to feel like you know the the early matches that you had uh in the season helped prepare you to get those two wins in the first two rounds of the sectional absolutely like we said the mental toughness of the kids and we we preach that with them is mental toughness and yeah, that game was. We had a hour and a half rain delay. We we didn't finish that game till after eleven o'clock. Um, was that the new pal? No, that was uh, or the PK the Greenfield game? Central. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we came back, played the last ten minutes and two overtimes. Um, then back into the penalty kicks. It was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Kids, again, rosy the occasion. You know, we had all the confidence in the world um, going through that, and uh, you know, through what we did through the season, and then. Coming into the tournament. Right. You had Matthew Hornback, Joey Black, JT Roden, and then the uh, winner by Chancey Muncy uh, scoring there, Chance, Chance Muncy there at the end mm-hmm. uh, to, to get the game winner. Where did he place it? Uh, nerves of steel to the uh, right side of the goal. Yep. Yep. Placed it perfectly. We uh, 
we spend a lot of time in practice on penalty kicks, especially there uh, at the end of the at the end of the year. We'll spend a good 20, 30 minutes, and a lot of the kids will stay after practice, um, trying to figure out what they want to do with the ball. Right. If we come in, uh, if it comes down to it, and uh, obviously did. So I want to ask you about that because, sure. well, me being a former keeper, mm-hmm. uh, I always found this a little bit fast. I loved I love penalty kick shootouts, and some some keepers don't. I always did. Um, as you prepare your players, and, and you typically, I mean, by that point in the season, you know who your your five are going to be, unless you got an injury or something goofy like that. How much do they work on having a primary shot, and how much do they work on having maybe a secondary shot if they know that the keeper maybe maybe his strength may be going to one side or the other? Um, you know, they pick a spot and, and master it. That's what we try to do. Um, sometimes our keepers, obviously, we have two or three keepers. Um, Eddie Central Force that would that we would practice with, so they would know where our guys were going. So sometimes they would try to get to a different spot, so right. they'd end up scoring on them. But we we tell them in the end, you just have to pick a spot, master that, um, where the keeper can't get to it. Right. So um, closed out the season, unfortunately. Um, well, first of all, uh, I don't I don't want to pass up on the uh, sectional championship because of the three matches you had. That one happened to be the the. Uh, you never want to say easy, yeah. but I mean just. Purely looking at the scores and the shots taken like that, you guys pretty much handled the Marauders of Mount Vernon. Yeah, it was a uh, it was one of those games we we knew we were a better team. We knew we were the better team. Um, I didn't know we were going to come out that far ahead. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Right. Um, when you say the ball's bouncing your way, we we got a couple of really good bounces, and honestly, everything just went went for us that game. Um, and you know, to have our subs in thirty five minutes into the or 35 minutes left in the second half and getting those guys that experience that was a lot of fun um so I mean, we were pretty pretty fortunate for that yeah well congratulations on the sectional championship but unfortunately you, you didn't get a chance to advance in, any further than that you, you played the midweek regional against cathedral lost to a good irish team one nothing what was the biggest struggle for east central in that game they had um two players up top one guy was we just could match physically um, he was fast. He was, I mean, very strong. Um, and we, we, we did the best we could. We had our defense was, was solid all year. Um, and we had a, a sophomore really guarding him. I mean, it, not man marking or anything, just that's what ended up happening. Right. He, uh, you know, he did the best he could other than putting the saddle on him and riding him down in the field. There's not much you could do to hold him back. Right. Um, luckily, you know, he, he could slow him down a little bit and then hopefully get some help. Um, they had a couple other guys that are really, really solid, um, individual players and, and, they were able to give our defense fits, you know, two or three guys, and they dropped everybody back. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, the goal they scored was not a run-of-play goal. It was the ball bouncing in the, you know, right in front of the goal, and our guys just did not manage to clear it. Um, Nathan Zillick had an amazing game, too. Our, our keeper, he mm-hmm. was absolutely incredible. Made some of the best stops I've seen. Um you know, as as a high school coach, been doing it a long time. He was absolutely incredible on fire that game, um, and saved our, saved our our tails a few times. So we, had, we had a couple of really good scoring opportunities that you know the, the previous Saturday went in for us. And right. This time it just didn't, and it's you know it was unfortunate. Yeah, nature nature of the beast, that's for sure. It is. Well, coach, you had mentioned that uh, you know the, the the amount of of talent that you had graduated the year prior. Uh, the opposite is true this year. You get most of your kids coming back next season. You got to be excited about that. Yeah, we do. We uh, like I said, we we didn't know what, how uh, how our guys would respond, but they they did great. Um, you know, some of our young guys really stepped into leading uh, leadership roles. Um, really junior heavy. 
um, and they did a great job. People stepping up, doing what doing what they could do, and a couple surprises helps. Um, yeah, we'll return nine starters. Um, it's amazing. And even if we do, um, you know, Zillick is, is a huge, huge loss for us. We, you know, we've got we've got keepers, you know, back in the uh, in the fold, ready to ready to step up and step right. in. Um, you know, and then losing Riley Smith. Riley Smith was a great addition to our team this year. He came over from uh, Connorsville, mm-hmm. um, scored a lot of goals for us. But you know, he'll be missed, obviously, and as well as our other two seniors as well, Brett Feinsman and, and uh, Chucky Wilhelm. They're uh, great kids. We'll miss them a lot, but you know, to, to say we're we're excited is probably an understatement. You know, as soon as we lose, we you know we we start looking at you know what we can do next year to do better um, and to. Uh, hopefully advance further and that's really fun to do with with this group of kids well i, I am looking forward to see what uh, what this group can put together next year after this see the uh, success that they had this season really appreciate your time coach thanks for coming down thanks. and talking to us and we get a chance to talk a little east central boys soccer congratulations to you and your players for all the success you enjoyed this season thank you so much much appreciate all right thank you uh-huh. so much coach black of uh, uh-huh. east central boys soccer we will be back to talk to the girls coach bill volker uh, right after this commercial break you're listening to coach's corner on country 103.9 WRBI. It's Oktoberfest at Ison's Family Pizza. Online, on the phone, or in person downtown, you've got to join us for Oktoberfest. We have pizza toppings that can add that German flavor you're craving, like new limited-time sliced sausage, red onions, and sauerkraut. Yes, sauerkraut. We have a new amazingly huge medium pizza-sized aptly named That's a Big Pretzel for $9.99. And why not add a chocolate caramel lava bun cake? Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333 on the phone, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, or on George Street, downtown Batesville. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Discover the freedom of auto pay from Great Plains Communications. No more paper bills. No more postage. No more check writing. No need to drop off a payment. And no more late fees. And now, when you sign up for auto pay, you will also receive a one-time $10 bill credit. Log on to gpcom.com slash my-account and enroll today. Or call 866-382-4968. Some restrictions may apply. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRBI. And once again, we are back at Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville for another edition of Coach's Corner on WRBI. Brought to you by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutsweiler. Once again, I'm Bryce Kendrick. Thanks again to East Central Boys Soccer Coach B.J. Black joining us during our last segment and to close things out tonight we are pleased to welcome the lady trojan soccer coach bill volker bill good evening how are you i'm doing great sir thank you uh where did you get the uh, where'd you get the sweatshirt by the way um uh, obviously at the beginning of the season we have the spirit wear and i'm a big fan of all the colors and stuff so um i think uh, we do really well with the 
all of the sweatshirts. Well, well that is a that is a nice looking sh- sweatshirt for sure. Um, first of all, congratulations, outstanding season uh, of all the soccer programs that we had in our area. Your team made the deepest run, so that in itself is uh, is something to be proud of. And you guys made it all the way to the regional finals before uh, losing to Host Carmel. And we'll talk about that match later. But this is a team that went sixteen three and one. You ran the table again in the EIC, and you played some really really strong out-of-conference opponents. And I asked BJ about this, and, you know, it's opponents like that when you when you get a chance to kind of almost hand-pick that non-conference schedule. Those are the type of matches that you need to play in order to be prepared to, uh, to do something well in the postseason. So for you, what were some of your highlights in your non-conference schedule this year? Um, we're really trying to pick up the, like the GGCL, the larger Cincinnati schools mm-hmm. that are what I would call the major school soccer powerhouses. Right. We've played Mount Notre Dame before. We play, we seem to have a back and forth with Seton. I have an in with their coach who yeah. happens to be John Volker. Oh, okay. So it's a family affair at this point. Um, and that was actually, uh, last, the first year we played them, they completely manhandled us. It was a four to one game. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, what you scored and it, it wasn't really that close. Right. And, um, this year, uh, they ended up beating us four to three. They scored with nine seconds left on a, a free kick that was given, and the girls just really seemed to, you know, develop a belief at that point that they can compete with anybody right. at any level. So it was, even though we lost, I think that it did us a lot of good because uh, going forward from that point. Um, they didn't really have any false respect for anybody, right. which now, is always a good thing. I have to ask something fun here because you mentioned John. So uh, with this being a, a family matchup, was there a milkshake bet on the line or maybe some Skyline Chili involved or something to that effect? Well, um, being in high school, we're a little, you know, uh, leery of doing any of the betting piece of it. But I will tell you that I sported some very nice red hair. Ah, there and we go. And he sported some very interesting green hair. Yeah. Um, and both of the both of the girls' teams, I mean, his Seton Saints and yeah. our girls, uh, seem to ex- be, I mean, really enjoy kind of a different level at that point. I had a several of the, my girls say that there was no way they could actually take me seriously if I was talking to him with, like, the red hair from the, what was it, the Incredibles, the yeah, little Inferno right. guy. So it was kind of adorable. So, you know, the win was still, or I'm sorry, we, we still lost, but it was, you know, the atmosphere was great. Yeah. It was a great learning experience. And again, they're, uh, they're, at the time, they were a top four mm-hmm. in large programs in Ohio. Yeah, so it was a great game, and and I know you had some other teams on there too, and and geography here really plays in your favor because you were so close to that pool of talent that uh, that you could bring in those types of teams or play at their place, of course, too. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, ideally, it would be nice if we could play, you know, the larger Indiana schools, so they would know us. We would get some kind of you know points before you get to the district meeting, but that's just not feasible when you know it's a two and a half hour bus ride sure. up and a two and a half hour. Uh, bus ride back there's no way that we can do that on the school night we can do that on a couple of the saturdays um but with the huge talent in cincinnati cincinnati is a huge soccer and with the northern kentucky one of the highlights was the the highlands we're trying to get Mm -hmm. uh notre dame over there who's a perennial powerhouse right i think they just actually won state in kentucky Mm -hmm. 
Um, and Highlands is another one that every year, I think previously last year, they made it to the finals, and I think the previous year they won mm-hmm. down there. So those are just great games against great players. Uh, this year was 1-0 in our favor. Last year it was tied 1-1. The first year in Highlands they beat us mm-hmm. 1-0. But, you know, it's just a bunch of really good kids. And, you know, we're kind of fortunate because we're close enough to Cincinnati right. that East Central's program gets fed a lot by the super clubs like the TFAs of the world. The, the Cincinnati West, the Cup, the mm-hmm. Ohio Elites, and some of the other schools, you know, that are a little bit further out don't have that luxury right. when there's not a feeder system for soccer players into their program. Mm-hmm. And, so. you know, it, it's interesting that that when you talk about a feeder system, you're talking about systems in southwest Ohio. When we typically talk about feeder systems with other schools, we're talking about Okay, A school's junior high program, A school's freshman program. But here, I mean, this is really a much broader uh, base for you guys to to draw from. Absolutely. So basically, a lot of the players, and I don't know if it's geographical, but Lawrenceburg gets, um, you know, a lot of the Cincinnati players. Mm -hmm. We get a ton of the Cincinnati players in base. I mean, a baseball used to get a couple, and they would get a couple here and there. Again, far fewer than we do. Right. And the same thing with South Dearborn. But unfortunately, some of the other you know EIA schools, you know, they have I mean a hard time just even getting the safe programs up in their area. Right. So. Well, you mentioned Lawrenceburg, and certainly uh, the team that uh, has been able to give you the most fits over the years has been Bill Offit's Tigers. Mm-hmm. And every year, it's physical. They're, they play the exact same way we do. First of the ball, physical, make the pass. Right. Um, again, identical coaching styles, identical playing styles. Um, he's a great competitor. He has them ultra-prepared. It's always in the first week of the season, so it depends on how your preseason goes. You have to get you know a lot of games in so that you're actually ready. You can't go in um, you know, trying to work out the little details. Right, right. Um, we get to sectional now, and uh, you open things up. Uh, you had the bye right to start with. You end up playing Shelbyville in the semifinals, and, and that was a game that was as about as easy as a, as a postseason match as you're going to get. I think for you as, as a coach, you know, that's an opportunity to hopefully rest your kids and also to get them, get your starters out so you don't risk injury in a game that, that really you should have wrapped up at halftime. Yeah, I mean, knock on wood, we did really, really well with having very few injuries this year. Mm-hmm. We did, um, and uh, the whereas the boys' side had pretty much the sectional, you know, that was grueling. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, ours was a little bit different, where we had to buy in the first round. Right, like you said, we played uh, Shelbyville. and then the big game was playing the higher ranked Mount Vernon team. Right. Um, that actually put us out last year. Right. So both the boys and the girls had a shot at the Marauders this year. That's correct. Talk a little bit about that match. Uh, great match. You guys uh, get the two nothing victory. Julia uh, Teeman and and Ellie Hill each pick up a goal for you. You get one in each half. Uh, just mm-hmm. kind of take me through that game. What was? How did that one play out? Um, there, uh, Mount Vernon is always going to be competitive every year in and year out, mm-hmm. and they have a. Um, in the nicest way possible, an Amazon uh, number center back in, uh, in Maddie Swingle, and she's just an unbelievably great player. Yeah. Um, and they play a little bit different where there's a three back and then a diamond in the middle and then a three up top so they can push numbers around and they can overwhelm you kind of at the, the midfield positions. Um, 
But if, you know, once we scored the goal, a lot of their stuff kind of broke down and they had to move some personnel around um, up into more of an attacking position with left a, a little bit more exposed in the back. Right. So um, once the second goal happened, and it was a little bit later in the game, it just, you know, at that point, you know, we knew that we pretty much had things in hand. Mm-hmm. But again, their coach does a great job of adjusting, not just at halftime, but on a regular basis. He's a great guy. They always seem to have, you know, all the big uh, clubs up there. They've got players from uh, FC Pride. They got here uh, from uh, what is it, Indiana Fire. A bunch mm-hmm. of the ECNL kids. They just do a really good job. And every year we played, uh, it's been a battle between the two teams. I've I've been up there to uh, to Mount Vernon and I've seen their their campus. Uh, it it uh, you know I, East Central's campus is super nice. I, Mount Vernon's is is right there for sure. I mean that that they yeah. there's there's some money that's been spent in those facilities up there. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, the regional now. Uh, midweek regional. First of all, I didn't. I, I meant to ask BJ this. Um, they changed the format this year. So instead of playing um, four teams on a Saturday, two early games and then one late, they've changed it to where this year it was the odd-numbered sectional team because it's an odd-numbered year they got to host. Um, and then uh, you would play the regional final at a designated location. What are your thoughts about the change? Do you, do you like that format, or would you rather go back to the everything on a Saturday? A thousand percent better for the kids, yeah. a thousand percent better for the I mean the parents. It's much better across the board. If you did a uh, a statistical analysis, you would notice that the team that played first on that Saturday would, uh, I mean, 80% of the time uh, won the second game because they had more rest. Um, And all of the coaches at the district meetings were talking about this for the last three to four years. They've been trying to get it to move sometimes. They're a little bit more ready than the IHSAA, but again, you know, IHSAA moved everything, you know, pretty pretty quickly this year. Mm -hmm. So... Again, from a coaching standpoint and from a player standpoint, it's much nicer to get rested, to get you know, to get prepared for the next game, right. rather than you know trying to go to a you know someplace for two hours and wait for the next game to start. Right. So, I mean, I like having the regional broke up into two days. Even if we're driving to Indianapolis at that point, it's still a much better option than two games on a day. Yeah, for us as broadcasters, when we say we go do like a, like a basketball regional or whatever, and, and uh, the local team that we're following happens to advance to the finals, well, then you spend the afternoon typically at a, at a place where you eat a lot of wings. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, know you, you don't want the kids to do that. But, uh, man, there's, there's a lot of time to kill there. There is a lot of time, and, and, and notoriously, they end up going to like a, a BW threes where right. you're eating fried food, right. and you know there's a lot of healthy kids on the team. Don't get me wrong, but you know you don't really want to put them in a situation that they're going to sit there and load up on pop and fries and right. wings or whatever you call it at that point before the game. Well, let, let's talk about the regional because uh, uh, you, your midweek regional, you went north and took on Ron Colley, and you were able to jump on the Royals with three goals in the first half. Uh, you had to feel, I mean, you don't feel comfortable at that point, but you think, you know, that was a good 40 minutes of soccer for us. It, um, it worked out very, very well. We had a couple uh, balls bounced the right way, like right to someone's foot on the opposite side where it was a tap in. Mm-hmm. Um, that came from Ashton Gidlin for the first goal. Um uh, it, it, once you're up three goals, the complexion of the game changes entirely. Sure. I think uh, I think Kendall Fox scored the fourth goal early in the second half, so we pretty much had 
all of the you know the the alternate players in, and most of the starters were getting arrested. That point. Oh, that's fantastic. So. Well, unfortunately, uh, you had to take on Carmel. On their field, second-ranked Greyhounds, and uh, you walk in their school and you look at that trophy case that that stretches the entire length of the hallway that seems like it's 100 yards long. Uh, that that team wins a lot, and uh, they unfortunately got you one nothing. What was the goal? How did it happen? Uh, the goal was late, uh, midway through the second half, late in the second half, and uh, somebody got a shot off that we we tell our kids that you have to step to, you know, someone's got to go ball, someone's got cover, right. and we didn't get there fast enough. They got one off. It floated into the back left side. Um, I'm sure some people would say it was a laser to the back side. Some people would say it floated, depending on what team you're on. Um <laughs> But we had multiple opportunities before they scored that goal. Right. So it wasn't the, you know, the overwhelming, daunting uh, caramel of the past, right. let's say. And I'm hoping with us returning 17 of 22 uh, yes. starters, or 17 of 22 varsity players is what I'm trying to say, uh-huh. that, you know, we will be back next year to have another conversation with them even at their place i don't you know again it was a great game if if you would be there to watch it you know both teams deserve to win right you know they obviously came out on top they've got you know roper who's a great player she actually started out the season for them up top and you know they had a couple injuries so she had to help with the four and five in the back right um and they had enough talent all over the field that you know again they're just hard to handle individually but Again, it was a great game. You know, I mean, I wish we were practicing the Monday afterwards. Sure. You know, it's a, been a, a little bit different outcome. But overall, I mean, my, the girls played outstanding all year. And, you know, I just, I'm looking forward to the future. Well, looking forward to the future. It, it's really amazing that I have the, both East Central coaches sitting in front of me and talking about the amount of young talent that's coming back and graduating so few seniors mm-hmm. uh, that uh, East Central soccer, both boys and girls, should be a whole lot of fun to watch again next year. Hopefully. Yeah, they're counting on that. All right. Bill Volker, really appreciate you coming down and talking to us, and uh, we haven't had a chance to meet before, so it's been a pleasure. I hope we get a chance to do this again. Right, call me. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank uh, you. All right. Thank you very Have much. Have a great night. You too. Bill Volker, the uh, East Central girls soccer coach. I'll be back to wrap up the show in just a moment. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. It's Oktoberfest at Ison's Family Pizza. Online, on the phone, or in person downtown, you've got to join us for Oktoberfest. We have pizza toppings that can have that German flavor you're craving, like new limited-time sliced sausage, red onions, and sauerkraut. Yes, sauerkraut. We have a new amazingly huge medium pizza-sized aptly named That's a Big Pretzel for $9.99. And why not add a chocolate caramel lava bunt cake? Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333 on the phone, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, or on George Street, downtown. Managing diabetes can be a daily challenge, but the more educated you are, the better off you'll be. At Margaret Mary Health, their diabetes program is led by registered nurses and dietitians who are committed to teaching you how to manage your diabetes more easily. 